1: all right now we are back for a 10th wait last week was 10 yeah this is 11 dang nate we're doing good we're on we're on number 11 episode number 11 who thought we would have made it
2: this far dude yeah, officially past the double digit mark. That's uh, yeah something to be proud of, I guess. I'm yeah.
1: very, I'm very excited. So this is Jordan Johnson. I'm coming to you from Strum. Nate, you are.
2: I'm sitting here, uh, sitting here in Davenport, Iowa. Yeah, Davenport, home cool, of
1: cool and windy. What is Davenport, Iowa, known for?
2: Uh, man, that's a good one. Is, I love that, that blank. A good one.
1: Yeah, I have no, I don't know either. There wasn't like a lead yeah. in you somewhere. I have no idea what no, it's known for. I don't have a clue. No. The but,
2: Iowa machine shed and, uh. Yeah. Maybe not. Uh, People getting it. shot at the mall. The couple shot yeah. or stabbed or something yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, they'll put that on the sign next. Home of the machine shed and folks getting shot at the mall. <laughs> Uh, so this is episode 11, sadly, like legitimately sadly, we are sans Lola tonight as we record this. Um, she has just not been feeling well. It's been really weird. She started off with like kind of cold symptoms and then today she's feeling all kind of belly icky and I don't know. It's not COVID. She took a test. It's not the Rona. Um, I think it's just one of those little bugs that's working its way through. Uh, I was really, I was really trying to get her to go, but she would have sounded like, um, What's his name? Chucky from Rugrats like Hi Tubby. Like real pluggy and sort of funny.
2: <laughs> oh, that have been good. That would have been perfect. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We got a um we got a <laughs> review recently on our um, Apple podcast page or whatever you want to call that where somebody said something about like liking all of our voices. And I don't know if her sounding like that would have gone. I was I was trying to get her to go, but she was not she was not about it. So it's just you and I tonight, Nate Boys' night. Let's talk about armpit hair and beards and stuff.
2: Armpit hair and beards and and some and some fishing stuff. Can't we can't forget about that? And Maybe some, a taco or two. Yeah,
1: and some taco stuff. So real quick before we get too far into it, man. Um, as we sort of brought it up, man, if you would be willing to, if you're listening to this, if you would be willing, um, if you have ever heard the word, it's such a like buzzword, and I think it's one of those words. Um, We talked about COVID already too, like social distancing. One of those words that we say all the time that maybe people don't really get. So in the world of social media, and I'm sort of lumping podcasts in with that, although it's not exactly the same, every platform, and a platform, I mean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, if you go to like the Waypoint app or Apple, which is by far and away our biggest one, the most of our listens come via apple um but there's this word the algorithm the algorithm i mean it was even like a sneaky word yeah it was even in the new space jam which by the way was terrible
2: awful awful i've seen it one time and it was very recent
1: yeah one time and it was one time too many and that's not a diss (laughs) on lebron james i don't hate that dude it's not a diss on uh, uh don Cheadle, whose character is called the algorithm uh just not a good movie i mean like the first space jam was dope and like if you think about it from the outside looking in let's take some famous basketball players and have them lose their skills and then they got to play a cartoon to win them back it sounds terrible but the first one worked the second one they did not recapture lightning in a bottle anyway <clears throat>
2: No, it's awful. Not, not even close. No, it's yeah. really
1: hard to watch this. The so the term though from that movie algorithm, it's really just a thing where like a lot of your views, a lot of like on YouTube or a lot of your listens, a lot of things can come from like that suggested thing. So like if you like something on Instagram, it might could pop up and be like, you should also look at. Or uh, on a podcast, if you scroll down to the bottom of like a podcast page, it'll say you should also listen to. And a lot of the measurables that go into the algorithm pushing your stuff is quantity. So like on YouTube, like view time or viewership or whatever before it gets like suggested to other people on podcasts, a lot of times the reviews can mean a ton. So if you get positive reviews and then I said that slurry, positive reviews. And then <laughs> if you get um like written up reviews where somebody says, hey, this podcast is cool because Lola is smarter than both Nate and Jordan, but she doesn't say anything. Those kind of things can really, really help our podcast grow. So if... That was such a long explanation. I'm sorry, everyone. If you're willing please, please on, um, Apple podcasts, please go to the review section, make sure you make it five stars and then do a review. Just say what you positively, hopefully positively think about,
2: hopefully, hopefully, yeah. yeah, (laughs) Say what
1: you think about our podcast that can help us out. Huge, like huge, huge. And actually I've been thinking about this and I'm just going to spring it real quick. I haven't even talked to Nate and Lola about this. So I apologize to y'all in advance. Um, we're we're getting ready to launch some merch, uh, some t-shirts, two kinds of hats, Uh, Some stickers. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. But um, what we're going to do is over the, let's just say the month of July. For the month of July, um, anybody until the end of July who has already written or until then writes a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll put all those names in like a hat, maybe just literally write them down, cut them up, put them in a hat. We're going to pull a couple of them and we'll send you a free shirt and a free hat. So there's some incentive to go write a review about tackling tacos, a fishing podcast. If you write a positive review, there's not that many reviews written about it. So you have a really good chance of winning a free shirt and a free hat. We'll just contact you and then give you, I mean, is that a good idea, Nate, or should we just delete this whole thing? I just said,
2: no, it's dope. I love it. I think it's a great idea. Uh, I, uh, I like it. You know, Normally when you spring stuff on me, it's a, it's a bit of a surprise and I really don't know how to take it, but that one was perfect. Well done. done. Okay, rad. All
1: right. So, um, anyway, so as we jump into this specific podcast, what we're going to talk about today is it's almost July, it's June 26th, Lola's birthday is in four days. So that's exciting. June 30th. Um, and July, you know, the start of July kind of marks like mid year, You know, the sixth of the 12 months is over. So the seventh is really like the start of the second half of the year. So we're going to do like a little retrospective deal today, Nate and I. We're going to look back on the first half of 2023 and say, what have we learned? And Nate and I are men. Lola doesn't have this issue as much but we as men are so good at learning via screwing things up so maybe there will be some of that and i'm talking about what have we learned as humans what have we learned as uh, people who cook and eat tacos what have we learned as fishermen what have we learned as parents whatever we're just going to kind of blab on like what working class bow hunter calls a bs session about halfway through the year let's check in what have we learned before we do uh nate Again, I'm springing this on you. Hit us with uh, the thank yous and the sponsors and all that mess and the social medias and all that good stuff.
2: Yeah, I suppose uh, I suppose we always have to, well, I guess we always should probably start with uh, thanking the guys at the Working Class hunter and okay. uh, allowing us to be a, a part of the Working Class hunter Podcast Network. Yeah! Um, you know, they're the ones letting us, uh, kind of letting us blab on and and do this uh do this every week it's actually been uh been been quite fun so far we're uh, we're all enjoying it i know i am for sure so definitely got to say thank you to to those guys those guys first and then uh you know of course uh Kenai coolers yeah. you know just a just a dope lifestyle cooler all different colors brand uh you know branding stuff for for you know family based fishermen everything they they really got it got it covered so yeah. Gotta say thank you to those guys, uh, who is it? Gil GilTech. Uh,
1: point point point. Um,
2: right, uh, just putting out some dope product. I don't know if anybody's been watching his stuff lately on uh, on Instagram or anything with some of the new new reels and swim baits that he's he's about to release. Those yep. are looking those are looking really dope. So okay, I'm, so I'm let definitely me excited about those.
1: Yeah, let me press pause really fast. The the swim baits he's releasing. I am I'm I kid you not. I will never. You have my word on this as a human being, as a man, I will never endorse something on this show that I'm not stoked on. Like, my word is my bond. If Kenai would have sent us all these coolers and cool things and they were trash, I would have, like, contacted them and be like, hey, actually, we're not going to do this this partnership, you know, like, for real. Um, Yeah, yeah, that that integrity is really important to me. And so I'm not going to push something if I don't think it's worth pushing. And you've heard us talk a lot about Gil Tech swim jigs because they're just dope. I've I've given a bunch to a lot of people and I've never not a one time had somebody be like, dude, those those swim jigs are a little suspect. They're dope. The swim bait Mm -hmm. he's putting out is the truest straight tracking swim bait I've ever thrown. It has these two little like shark looking dorsal fin is it dorsal fins is that the one on their back i think it is um Mm -hmm. uh you know obviously a shark or a fish only has one these have like two if you bring your swim bait hook up or if you're using it as a trailer like on a, a chatter bait or a spinner bait if you bring your hook up through that i i'm not kidding when i say this i was throwing a spinner bait that kept on trying to track right and i was doing everything on like the where the line tie is and whatever, re-kind of bending the, the frame of the spinnerbait to get it to track straight, and it wouldn't. Um, I threw a uh, swim bait on the back of it, and it tracks straight as an arrow. Like, it, it just swims so straight, and the tail has a ton of kick. Um, these things are dope, dude. And I know, like, the market has a million swim baits. Like, obviously, I'm a pretty big fan of um, just, like, the Kytec, swimmers like they're just awesome swim baits and the, the colors are awesome they're very um ish in the way that they're so soft that they kind of get ripped up quick but they move really well these swim yeah. baits these swim baits kick so well I, I would argue almost as good if not as good as the Tech stuff uh and just that little double dorsal fin ridge thing on the back dude they're dope they are so dope keep going nate i'm sorry i interrupted but those are really really dope swim baits
2: no yeah that, that's you know that's it's part of what we do here, tackle and tacos. We got to talk about the tackle part and, you know, that, that covers, uh, you know, part of, uh, part of what we do. And I'm, I'm stoked to get my hands on some of them, even, uh, the, even some of the colors that he's, you know, he's been, uh, he's been making, like I said, if anybody's not following him, uh, uh, follow him on any of the social stuff, you know, Gil Tech USA, I believe it is. Um, go check it out. Cause he's, he's making some, some dope stuff. So definitely, uh, definitely look at it but uh you know while you're at it uh, go ahead and uh you know check out all our social um tackleandtacos.com, uh, tackle and tacos.com uh tackling tacos on instagram and facebook you know we uh try to try to keep you all updated on what we got going on and uh trying to trying to stay as positive and true as we can so yeah,
1: for sure yeah perfect yeah it's yeah, great um also our youtube channel we don't have a ton of subscribers um we're trying to put out more videos we've done a couple video podcasts already um which doesn't seem like it would be that much more work but it kind of is but i think it's i think it's worth it uh we have a um a walkthrough tour video on nate's boat like bow to stern all the compartments all the goodies all the everything um, and we do it, we call it One Boat, One Take. So instead of having a whole bunch of edits, it's it's shot well because it's shot on a, on a 4K camera. But then it's just one take, kind of raw, front to back, really simple. Nate walking you through his boat. Um, we have a cooking video. I mean, we've got a bunch of stuff on there. So if you're willing, for sure, go to that thing. And as the cool YouTubers say, smash that subscribe button, which is so stupid because you're just clicking it. You're not actually doesn't matter how <laughs> right, much sure. you push the mouse button no. or, or on your phone or whatever. You can't really smash it. But uh, Anywho, all right, man, let's jump into it, Nate. So um, let's let's do to you, Nate, what we do to our guests when they're on the show. And we say, hey, here's our categories. What do you want to go with first? So here's, here's our categories for right now, Nate. Um, what have we learned in the first half of 2023? We'll do uh, as human beings. As fishermen, um, taco, or just cooking-related stuff, and then um, I don't know, just miscellaneous. So random doesn't really make a difference. Random tacos, fishing, human being. What do you choose first, Nate?
2: Well, I feel like uh, I feel like I'm always hungry, uh, so let's <laughs> let's go with uh, let's go with, uh, let's, go with the, let's go with the tacos for okay. sure. Let's All start right. there.
1: Okay, so tell me then. Tell me what's something you've learned. Either a, just like, because I think like uh, Polenik said it really well when he was on our podcast about how like Mexican food in general is sort of like the same kind of ingredients just configured in different ways. Or like you know a, a taco and a chimichanga aren't that different. But you know whatever. And I thought that was a good a good point. But I think sometimes you go to restaurants and you learn how to order things a little bit different, or you try something new, and it just ends up being really dope or really terrible what's something you've learned about taco not cooking but taco consumption since you know recently this year
2: yeah no I've I've definitely gotten good at taco consumption this year so I would (laughs) I would have to say um you know kind of like Paul said it's it's not not always like the like the main star of of said taco which typically is probably going to be um you know whatever meat uh you choose you know it, it's not not always that but how your toppings or your other ingredients complement that that star that meat you know whatever whatever that may be that you choose um i've definitely learned that you know kind of mixing and matching different hot sauces with different uh you know maybe fresh ingredients whether it be jalapenos or cabbage or lettuce or you know whatever you're doing um to to kind of complement your your meat uh that that is really kind of what, what sets it apart.
1: I, I totally agree. Yeah, because you could have like, I mean, that's like if you had a, I don't know what, like a 68 Camaro Gen 5 LT Swab dual turbos making, I don't know, 2,000 horsepower or whatever. And then you try to run it on like some really crappy gas. It's going to mess up everything. You can have a dope taco and put icky ingredients or like a non-fresh salsa on it and have it just
2: be booty. Yes. Yeah 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 exactly and that's exactly kind of kind of what i've what i've definitely come to come to notice and i honestly i've kind of got my my wife to realize this you know she's kind of been like a real basic kind of toppings you know nothing crazy real yeah. simple this that and and that and then it doesn't matter if it's steak ground beef chicken whatever they're all the same toppings and i you know yeah hey, why don't you you try this and this on the pork taco instead of the ground beef taco. And it's kind of, kind of opened her eyes and, and, uh, you know, opened ours too. You know, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's how you dress it. You know, it can can really change it. (laughs) Have you
1: had a, have you had a negative taco experience lately? I have, I have a story I could share, but have you had anything negative lately? Whether it's something you made or at a spot or whatever.
2: Yeah, the only the only negative taco I've had recently that I can recall is one that I didn't did make and it was I think I talked about it a little bit on the uh on the last podcast we did with uh, with Steve Jonesy. Oh, yeah, the keto show. That out. Yeah, if you haven't checked that out, definitely go listen to that one, so, but uh, that so Yeah, funny. it was Yeah, it was uh <laughs> yes, he's he's a riot. But yeah, we uh, we watched uh one of the it was the Dano seasoning guy watched one of his his reels or whatever on uh, on a pork taco that he did in the instapot and it was pretty much like a burrito taco with pork and we kind of followed it kind of to the t and the marinade ended up having way too much pineapple in it and it just like made the taco too sweet for my taste um it was still good and i ate more than i should have for sure but uh, it uh, just just didn't do it for me. So, yeah, that that's the one kind of negative okay. taco that, I, that I've had lately. And it was one that I've you know, personally cooked. So,
1: yeah. Okay. So the negative experience Lola and I had recently, and I'm not going to call out like the, the restaurant because I don't I think that'd be kind of stupid. Um, but we went on a little date night where we brought our our one year old Gus to her grandparents, and so we kind of had a free night. And we went to a Mexican restaurant in Menominee, Wisconsin, and we were pumped about it. Like there wasn't hardly anybody there, and so I mean it was like prime time on like a Saturday, like five forty five or something, and there wasn't really many. Is,
2: what was that? Was that like a giveaway? Maybe Is that like
1: ah. Uh... Maybe yeah, yeah, should have been. Spot. Yeah, should have been. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> it's like if you go to if you go to a tattoo person, a tattoo artist. And you're like, do you have any openings? They're like, yeah, I'm open right now. That's not good. If you don't have to wait six months, you might not want to go to that spot because if they were better, they'd be booked up more. Um, but um, so we get in and um, it's fine. Everything everything seems fine. It's a good it's a good vibe. Good big clean bright lit restaurant. Whatever. And I got a. Uh, Sh- spicy shrimp, um, chimichanga. Lola got something, and she asked the waiter specifically, hey, does this come with rice and beans? She's a big rice and beans fan, and uh, homeboy was like, yeah, it comes in the burrito or whatever she got. And she's like, are you sure? It doesn't say that on the menu. And he's like, no, 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 it does. And we're like, okay, cool. She, whatever, we order the food Based off what he says, it comes out with no rice and beans in it. And he's one of these cats who, like, after he dropped off the food, he just ghosted. Like, we couldn't find him for anything. And so it didn't have what he said it was going to have that she specifically asked about. And then, like, we couldn't get a hold of him to bring the food back. And so long and short of it uh, is the food itself wasn't bad. But, like, it's crazy. Sort of like you were saying about toppings. If you go to a restaurant and, like, the food is dope but the service is not, that's not a good combo. Like, you can't have – You know what I'm saying? You couldn't have, like, really good service and terrible food or really good food and terrible service and have it work out. So shout out to all the restaurants out there that are doing it well, combining good, like, waitering, waitressing with good food because this place, the food wasn't bad at all, but, like, we will never go back again, you know? And, again, I'm not going to sit here and disparage and bad mouth them or whatever, but, like, we just won't go back again, and that kind of sucks, man, because, yeah, the food was all right. Nate, do you like chimichangas? Nate, you
2: there? Yeah, oh. sorry. Now a little bit towards the end. Is that not? Do I?
1: What the heck just happened? You're going in and out. Can you hear me? I'm cutting. Uh oh. Hold on one sec. Let me let me switch my phone that I have you through on uh let me switch it to a different network these are the these are the um growing pains we're gonna get as we do this i I apologize to anybody listening who can't really hear nate coming in or whatever just happened it was like he was there and then he wasn't and it was a really funny time to cut because i said nate you like chimichangas and it was just silent so like i thought it was nate like expressing (laughs) his distaste for chimichangas but um you back do you like chimichangas i'm
2: back i'm here I got you uh, pretty, pretty clear. I'd say, yeah, okay. I am, I am a chimichanga fan. Yeah, I dude. Like chimichanga. They're yeah.
1: so dope. Like, it's, I mean, it's like yeah. what Lola said about like that one time on like one of our first episodes, how in Puerto Rico, they do deep fried tacos and really a chimichanga is like a deep fried burrito sort of mm-hmm. with, with, uh, like spicy cheesy sauce on it. Like you can't go wrong there
2: no yeah yeah they're they're good there's a couple couple new spots in town here in Davenport that have recently opened up over the last few months uh Mexican spots that uh, do a really good chimichanga. and my wife's been getting it mm. about every other time that we <laughs> we visit one of yeah, these spots dude. and uh and they're good yeah, yeah. They're, they're really good she definitely Definitely been liking it, and she's been leaving enough for me to, to get get my hands on, too. Okay,
1: that's something we should do, man. We should start sort of, like, highlighting restaurants. So, like, anybody who's even listening to this, if you message us on, like, Instagram or Facebook, we'll get it. Um, but sh- if you had, like, a really good experience at your local restaurant, like, let's, let's like, really kick in that positivity is worth the effort deal. Because we could sit here and talk bad about a, a restaurant that had bad service, but we could also say, but, like, yo, so-and-so on whatever street in... Western Kentucky has the bomb Mexican style tacos hit them up or whatever. So like if you had a really good experience, message it to us, or maybe we'll start sharing experiences we have at Mexican restaurants because we are tackling tacos. um, And it'd be, it'd be kind of rad to lean into the positive there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I like that idea.
1: And a lot of restaurants, man. Like people think if you own a restaurant, like you're just rolling in the money, but like I can't remember what the stat is. It's something like 60 to 70% of new restaurants at least fail within the first year. So like restaurants need any help they can get in terms of like patronage and and you know, people kind of pumping them and and whatever. So, yeah, if you if you if you're hearing this and you know of a dope Mexican restaurant like when you go next time, if you have a good experience, send us a picture of it, um, and and tell tell us who that is, and we'll share it on our on our socials. Our, our following isn't giant, but it's getting bigger by the day, and uh, yeah, it's a cool way to increase the positivity and hopefully drive some um drive some people into some of these dope Mexican spots.
2: Heck yeah, I like it. Yeah,
1: I don't know, just kind of off the cuff, but all right. One real quick thing I've learned in twenty twenty three about taco stuff, and then we'll move on. Uh, I have learned that two things. Number one, I can thank my friend, uh, Mark LaFont. Uh, Uh, Yeah, big shout out, homie of the show. Good dude, just a good friend um, for reintroducing me to like I knew it existed. Or maybe it was his fiance, Ashley. Shout out to her as well. Um, I don't know who pulled the trigger on this one, so I don't want to give wrong credit here. Uh, but reintroducing me to tahin, like that, like that, I think it's Mexican oh, the seasoning, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's Mexican, but if it's just kind of like Hispanic, I don't want to be you know, ignorant white guy. But, um, that seasoning, especially the kind with like that little bit of um sour lime bite to it. So, we went to their house last weekend, had fajitas, he made them on the Blackstone, it was so dope. Um, shrimp and steak, just super dope. Uh, and they kind of warmed up the fajitas in a pan before we made the, um, assembled the fajitas. They warmed up the tortillas in a pan uh, and they put just a little bit of tahine on the tortillas as they were warming them up. Oh my gosh, that's oh. so dope. Okay, it's so not Yeah, it's yeah. really cuz it adds just a little bit of saltiness and then it adds that little bit of lime kick. Um obviously you don't want to go too heavy with it, but yeah, it's it's really nice. So that's one thing I've learned. The second thing I learned, shout out to my brother-in-law, Lola's brother John in Florida and all his awesome family. When we went down there um, a few months ago when I was going down there for work and we got to hang out with them, um Walmart carries two different brands now of these tortillas that you can get in like the cooler section kind of by like the cheese and stuff where they're uncooked tortillas so they're made and like ready to rip all you got to do is put them on a pan at like just over medium heat and they bubble up like if we like if you go to like a good Mexican restaurant and they're making their own tortillas how that how you can see them like cooking them they make these uncooked tortillas tortillas now and my gosh they are so good dude because they get bubbly and warm they get a little bit of crisp from cooking them but then they still got a little bit of like chewiness to them like those compared to like just regular soft shell tortillas it's a i
2: mean it's it's a no-brainer
1: have you had these things nate
2: i have not no but it definitely sounds like a game changer i mean that (laughs) that sounds super legit
1: yeah there's and they take like each one takes like 30 seconds per side if you have it like heated up already. And then there's right. so we got like the whatever brand that we'd already had. It was like four dollars for a big pack of them. But then I saw that mission, um, they're making some now as well. Also, Mission, holler at us. Why are we not sponsored by you? We need to have like a, a food sponsor like that'd be so hey, rad. that's
2: for s- sure talk about like i'm a like, big fan of mission tortillas dude,
1: come on dude that'd be so ill yeah. to be like grizzly coolers and Tech jigs and whatever whatever mission tortillas Like that would be so <laughs> dope like it'd be funny but like so dope
2: yeah uh, for sure all
1: right this year nate what have you learned about fishing
2: well um i feel like i've learned uh i've learned a little bit maybe not maybe not enough yeah. I, honestly, I I probably learned a lot and most of it has come in in the form of failure honestly this yeah, dude, year. Yeah. Um it's been it's been super rough uh super rough for me. The first, you know, starting off that first tournament that we we fished together and and kind of winning that one, um, you well, know, not
1: kind of winning. We won.
2: I guess yeah. yeah. Yeah, not kind of winning, but it. definitely 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 winning that, you know, we kind of at least I personally kind of learned kind of how to utilize that forward facing sonar deal with uh you know with the live scope with garmin and uh kind of when to when to use it when not to use it how how it can be a useful tool and not something to just kind of like try to just hunt down one single fish or right, a group of yeah. fish here but like um you know we we found that that creek channel back in that in that in that timber line that we found that creek channel that exactly that I'd never I'd never found before I fished that you know that lake a hundred times and never never known that creek was back there and then we get back in there and fish it and you know catch two really good keepers that probably probably won us the tournament you know yeah, for sure. um you know so I'd say you know trying to utilize um utilize that and then like I said in the same sense like uh it's kind of come in the form of failure to where like the first few tournaments of the year that I fished Um, fished a couple of them solo fished a couple with uh with another buddy and just just kind of like trying to stay positive in those struggles of of not catching fish I think I caught three fish in the first three tournaments post that victory so it was uh yeah that sucks yeah yeah it was it was I'm not saying you suck
1: I'm just saying I know that feeling
2: yeah yeah no it's uh it it was it was a rough one um obviously all all the ones i did catch all three fish in three different tournaments were all good solid fish probably i think they were all over three pounds or bigger you know so they were good healthy fish and but just could never find anything consistent couldn't put a pattern together Yeah, you know know, really really kind of kind of struggled and uh like i said just trying to stay positive in in that uh think the next tournament after that me and another buddy uh fished and the initial game plan didn't really go um kind of how i hoped as we caught one fish in like two and a half hours but uh the very next spot we got into kind of settled down and really slowed down and picked apart uh this area and filled out a limit and you know really uh really opened opened up the eyes to you know maybe i'm not as terrible at this as, <laughs> as i was thinking yeah, there for yeah. a little bit yeah um but yeah no it uh you know those like i said some of the like they say the you know biggest you know most important things you can learn are kind of as as things don't really go right for your as plan so for sure
1: yeah it's uh like like brandon polonix said on the on our podcast like fishing is the most like losing sport ever
2: Yeah, 100% right. Like,
1: you lose so many tournaments. Like, it's not like, um, I don't know, a series where the Cubs are playing the Cardinals and it's a four-game series and the Cubs win three out of four. You're not winning three out of four tournaments 99.9 times out of 100. It just doesn't happen. And, like, yeah, so it's it's definitely a between-the-ears type deal. Um, It can get real easy to get down. I will say, though, based on something you just said, Nate, isn't it crazy when you're having a – I don't know, an okay day or a poor day on the water. And then you do what you got to do. And even if they're not big, but you get five in the box, isn't it crazy how much different you feel once you get that fifth fish in the live well? Even if it's a small limit, if you have a limit, it completely shifts your mindset.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. There's like, like no more, no more scrambling to, to, you know, try to figure out, oh my God, what do I have to do to get this next fish? Get this next fish? Get this next fish? Because at that point, you know, post five, you're not really thinking about your next fish. You're thinking about what can I do to maybe upgrade? How can yeah. I change my strategy a little bit to, you know, in the big, um, these things have worked. Is there another area where I can yeah. do these things? Make them work, and maybe maybe find a bigger bite's yeah, head. it's a huge stretch stress reliever for sure.
1: Yeah, it's wild. Like your whole my, like when it's me, like my demeanor changes. My if I you know if I'm fishing with a partner, it'll go from like being super annoyed and frustrated. I'm thinking of a, a derby I had on Nelson Lake this year. I fished it with my buddy Jeremy uh, Jeremy Muldrum. Uh, point point point. Shout out Jeremy Moldrum. Very awesome cat, veteran, good, selfless dude. He's the dude who like if you have something happen and you need help, you call Jeremy, and not only is he going to help you, it doesn't matter what time of day it is, he's going to do his best to fix it, like, as well as he possibly can, just a good dude. Anyway, um, we're fishing, and we're struggling on Nelson, and we finally get that fifth fish in the boat, and they are all decent fish. We, we ended up kind of middle of the pack out of 30 boats, and uh, it went from, like, quiet and just fishing hard and netting and doing our best to fish clean to, like, Me being me again, cracking jokes and dancing on the front deck and acting like a moron and just, you know, having more fun. It just takes that stress level straight out of it. So, um, all right, one thing I have a big thing, goodness gracious, a big thing I've learned this year uh, fishing is um, number one that I suck. And number two, uh, where I suck specifically is pre-fishing. Every tournament I've ever won has been either where I didn't get to pre-fish at all or pre-fishing did not go well. And it's almost worse for me, and I'm starting to figure out why, when I pre-fish well and it's not that I come in cocky, because that's not really my vibe. It's not that I come in like, I got this. I, I don't got this. That's not what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. But I think what happens is I recently read an article in Bassmaster Magazine um, where they interviewed all these pros on things about, um, bass fishing, professional bass fishing that just aren't very sexy, things that aren't very glorious. Like, like for one, like, uh, the, I think it was Corey Johnston or Chris, I can't remember. One of the Johnston brothers was talking about how, uh, when he was in a hurry, he would, um, mess up his FG knot and if you don't know what an FG knot it's like a it's like a connector knot where you go from braid to like a fluorocarbon leader which a lot of guys do for like finessey stuff so that um, your braid has the backbone and usually we use like a bright color braid so you can see it jump but then the fluorocarbon leader is very transparent and kind of scuff proof in the water Uh, and he was talking about how like if he doesn't slow down and tie his FG knot properly then he's had it come apart on him so he's been like now mm-hmm. now i take my time i do i actually cr- a crazy Alberto not I don't do the FG not um, I do think the FG is a little smaller but I've had no breakage issues with the Alberto anyway uh, Gerald Swindle talked about boat and trailer maintenance he said that every single tournament when he comes home he takes the entire not some of he takes the entire next day to do boat maintenance so like he messes with every single bolt from like whether it's the jack plate on the transom to um, regreasing his bearings to cleaning and re-lubing um, the little piston deal like the lift assist on his trolling motor to like everything on his boat. He touches the entire next day. Like that's not very
2: genius. Yeah. It's not very sexy,
1: but it's super smart. Right. And then, um, and then there was a part of this article by John Cruz and it was exactly what I do wrong. Pre-fishing. What he said is because, you know, they get, uh, pros get what? Three days pre-fishing before they, before they, um, fish a derby. And he said, he said it can get, I think it is three. Um, he said it can get really, really easy to um, get lazy. So not take all of your time, especially when, and this is exactly what just happened to me, and I'll get into it in just a sec, uh, especially when you figure out a pattern. He said it's so easy to either leave and be like, oh, I got it figured out, or just get kind of chill and not really pay attention to what you're doing or whatever because you have this, what you think is the pattern. Um, and he cited an instance where, um, he was on them in this one area and he was going to leave and then he decided I'll try one more kind of totally different technique in a totally different area and that ended up panning out really well so when he tried his first thing uh, in this tournament I can't remember if he said it didn't work out or it did but he wore him out I don't know but he had that secondary thing that he went to and I don't know if he won the tournament on it or he just gotten like the top 10 made like the last day cut but he was saying how had he left the water he wouldn't have found that secondary thing he wouldn't have had uh, a chance really to fish on the final day of the of the derby thursday <clears throat> this last thursday or the thursday before last i'm sorry uh, myself and my boy vinny fished on lake Wasota kind of pre-fishing for a tournament and i'm not kidding when i say this anybody who knows lake wisota might be like dude you're full of crap i'm not kidding when i say we had 17 18 pounds without trying very hard on all smallmouth like 17 or 18 pounds pretty easily, um, on a specific pattern. And I'll say what it is now because it didn't hold up in the tournament. So it, does, it doesn't really right. hurt me, but it was, um, it was green pumpkin with chartreuse on both jigs and chatter baits fished as shallow as I could in, on rocks, like behind docks or skipped under docks in the shade. That was it um not a super complicated pattern, but we had two fish that were like just 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 under four pounds, so we'll call those that eight pounds, and then we had five or six that were deep into three pounds like and, I, and there's pictures of them I mean I can show you I'm not making this up. Um, To the point where when we would bump board them, just out of curiosity, my bump board is 20 inches. All of these fish, their tails were hanging off the bump board, like way off the bump board, like, you know, 21, 22 inches, whatever. Um, And so you add that up. So eight pounds between those two and then three other fish that are deep into the threes. That's another 10-ish, if not more pounds, you know, accumulative. That's 18 pounds. That's 18 pounds. And on that lake, that wins basically every derby ever um maybe not ever but almost all derbies and um then I fished and I was so content with that pattern I never went to try anything else that I wanted to try because I was like this is this is going to work and then we get there on Tuesday and that pattern is not the deal the water came up by about seven degrees Um, there was a huge algae bloom so all the spots I went to they weren't there Um, and I was just kicking myself like, dude, I should have tried a couple of other spots that I had in mind that I wanted to get to some offshore stuff, some, um, offshore stuff that wasn't really deep, just like where there was like some points, like some underwater points or humps or whatever that I didn't try that I should have. Uh, and so that's something I've learned this year with fishing is in practice, um, I gotta be a little bit more diligent. Um, and really, I think you can make a strong argument that I jacked too many of them. I let a bunch of them swim off with it that I didn't set the hook on, but to put 18 pounds in the boat, um, probably wasn't the best idea either. I mean, it was five days, four days before the tournament. So I'm I'm sure they're kind of able to hit the reset button, but, um, What I've learned is i got to be a little more diligent. It's almost like homework when you're on the water. So I need to go out there and actually try different areas, try different techniques that I'm not comfortable with because skipping a chatterbait and skipping a jig is like in my wheelhouse. I love doing it. It's fun. It's easy. Uh, Anybody can do it. Uh, And the the chatterbait, if you're wondering specifically – uh, was a half ounce, the half ounce one skips a hundred times better than the three eighths. It's not that much of a difference, but it really does skip better. Uh, the half ounce jackhammer in the B height delight color. Uh, again, it's green pumpkin with a hit of chartreuse, uh, as, as shallow as I could possibly skip that thing as shallow as I could yeah. skip it. And I mean, every time, uh, on the jig and on the chatterbait, it was like one crank boom! and you know, those small mouth boy, like they're just, Mad. They're just angry. Yeah. Um, yeah. They just smoke it. Yeah. They just crush it, uh, and then they take off. And I, I mean, yeah. So that that's my what I've learned this year. It's I gotta get better about being either a diligent in practice or b just don't don't practice. I mean, I don't know because like I'm going out. Th- <laughs> I'm you know I'm going out there and practicing and then yeah. I'm screwing myself up because like I'm just I'm putting you know, I'm putting a sack together, but I'm so narrow minded and closed minded like. A plus B equals C. And I never tried A plus D equals what, you know, I didn't try anything else. And so that's just, I don't know, closed minded stupidity on my part.
2: Yeah. I hear you. There's so many times where I'll go out and practice and I'll be like halfway through the day and and it'll all, all of a sudden register to me that, all you've done today is fish every spot you've, you've already fished right. like in this yeah. area or whatever. Like why, why did you just waste half the day and then I'll go out and like actually try to explore. I would get, you know, get caught up in you know, Hey, well, let's, let's check this area first. Cause I know they've been here in the past and been there in the past. And yeah, that's, that's normally where I end up, uh, you know, kicking myself uh in the rear is, you know, messing up, you know, doing that instead of like exploring and expanding and, and finding those new areas and new times of year and you know, yeah. really trying to really trying to open up my mind like you're saying.
1: Yeah, and the, and on, on lake I mean whatever lake, it doesn't really matter. But like on Lake yeah. Wasota where I was, that's just the lake, not including the Chippewa River, not including the Yellow River, not including Little Wasota, which a lot of people don't like, but I've caught some really nice smallmouth in there. Um, that's just Lake Wissota is like 6,000 something acres. There's plenty of places to try plenty of places to look at and it gets really deep and I'm, I'm just fishing the same crap I always fish. And just because it worked, it worked like I wanted it to, it's like, well, that that's good enough. I mean, good enough should not really be in our, in our mindset as tournament fishermen, you know?
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. No. Yeah. I completely
1: agree. Yeah, man. It's tough. But, uh, all right. So let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. What's uh what's something else you've learned in 2023 that could be, what was that?
2: <laughs> those are my, uh, those are my kids. That's a kiddos. Having, okay. Yeah. Having absolute blast. Perfect. Uh, because I'm not, I'm not, uh, not tortured. I'm making sure they're, clean up any mess they've made when or you
1: when you go back up there will there be a house left
2: the house should hopefully still be standing okay um but i i don't <laughs> bank on i don't bank on any furniture being left or cables okay. or chairs or anything, you know, anything like that
1: okay they're gonna like they're gonna like craigslist it while you're downstairs
2: podcasting or what absolutely yeah. yeah my son is my son's second favorite thing to do is dad let's let's what do you think we could sell this for
1: no does he actually say that
2: oh yeah oh, that's yeah hilarious. absolutely yeah i feel like, like, like a... it's uh yeah i feel like it's my uh my little too much addiction to uh facebook marketplace you know yeah so, dude yeah i uh rather yeah. not him <laughs> yeah, I said
1: Craigslist because I'm 900 years old, but um, yeah, that, yeah, Facebook Marketplace, throwback. eBay, whatever. But um, yeah, I yeah, do. Golly, for sure. So, what's something you've learned this year, Nate? That doesn't have anything to do with tacos. Doesn't have anything to do with fishing. What's something just in the first half of 2023 that you've learned?
2: Oh man, that's that's a tough one. Honestly, um, I think I think kind of what I've learned so far in in 2023 is kind of what what i've kind of always kind of thought i guess i would say and and tried to uh utilize but that's just just patience you know in in every in everything patience in in fishing in cooking meals in preparing meals patience with my children uh having patience with people I work with at work, uh, you know, like, uh, coworkers and, and, you know, bosses and stuff like that It all, putting all that stuff together and being as patient as I guess, as you possibly can, yeah. um, kind of, kind of opens your eyes to a lot of different things. You know, it, it allows you to kind of see things in uh, from a different light, you know, How do you, you know
1: so let's get, let's get pragmatic how do you become patient how do you develop patience are you a naturally patient person nate
2: or yeah, honestly i'm, I'm a naturally patient person, um but i think sometimes it had been like you know kind of patient to a fault or you know kind of at times been patient so much to like procrastination okay. uh, Yeah. but uh but now i've kind of realized that you know, being how much how much being patient has really helped me, and then, like I said, utilizing that in in everything that I do. You know, just just trying to be as patient and as calm uh, that relaxes everybody around you, makes makes everything kind of flow much smoother. And and the the smoother you know life can flow, the better the better off you're going to be. The more enjoyable uh, it's going to be for you.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Um, it's What kind of advice could you give? So, like, I'm not necessarily, like, an impatient person, but I wouldn't call myself a patient person either. Like, I think I'm somewhere in between. Like, you've seen me be not patient, like, when I'm fishing or just things don't go the way I want. I'm like, ah, you know, I get frustrated. I don't know if I'd say I'm like Ike or... You know, I don't know other people who – there was a, a a skateboarder I used to really love back in the day, Kerry Getz. They called him hockey temper because, like, when he wouldn't land a trick, he would just snap and, like, break his boards and throw them on the steps. Right. I'm not there either, although I will admit I have definitely focused, which is skater <laughs> slang for putting your foot through a skateboard on purpose. I have definitely focused some decks back in the day. But what kind All of right. what kind of advice would you give somebody? Like, how do you – if I came to you right now and said, Nate um, – I dig how you're sort of even keeled all the time and side note, I actually do. Um, How do I become a more patient person? What would you say?
2: Oh man. I, I think, uh, I think, I think it starts with kind of like putting your, putting yourself in, into somebody else's shoes uh, or, or kind of seeing something from their light and, you know, You may not, you know, agree something on something wholeheartedly or whatever, or whatever you have going on, but if you can, if you can kind of sit back and kind of digest and then realize, Hey, well, maybe, you know, this is why this is going that way. Or, um, maybe, you know, maybe this is why I'm not catching them today. Uh, I just need to slow down. I need to take a breath. And just like that, that last turn I fished with my my buddy, Darren, you know, we were kind of moving through an area too fast and I kind of just had to get to a new spot, regroup, refocus and kind of sit down and, you know, I I know how to catch fish. Let's, let's utilize that. Um, yeah. you know, just, just kind of, kind of taking the time to, like I said, be patient. And I keep saying that, but I, you know, I don't really know any, any better way, to, no, any better that's way to put it, you know? Yeah.
1: yeah but, I, I do think in the moment, the only thing I've ever found in like, um, anybody who, who struggles with like, Not being patient. The only thing I've ever found that works is to force yourself, like you just said, to sort of press pause, take a breath. Because I I think when you get really mad, um, you know, Lola and I have six kids. And so, like, obviously there's going to be various times throughout the day where one of them is ready to just, like, explode. And we always say this isn't very, like, appropriate um, we always say that when you're that angry, it's like your brain is like a clenched-up butthole. Like, like it just isn't really working the way it's supposed to. Like you can't you can't tell me a time where you've been like off the rails angry and then thought to yourself like, I'm thinking clearly right now. I should strategize my next five years. And, you know, like it just doesn't work like
2: that. Yeah, no, for sure. So if yeah. you can
1: press pause and be like, all right, hold on. All right, think it through. Like, dude, I'm out here on the river. I'm fishing. I'm in the United States of America, I have freedom, like things could be worse. Like that's what I try to do when I start to not be patient is think about the positivity in it and that sort yeah, of yeah, like, exactly. the, like the upside of stuff and then it's like not only um, just to help me be a little more patient and calm down a little but it also makes me feel like an idiot in a good way. Mm-hmm. You know, like a couple of years ago, <clears throat> um, a couple of times I've gone down to Mexico in sort of icky areas and helped uh, underprivileged families by building them um, a house like with a team down there called Casas por Cristo. It's a good thing Lola's not on this podcast or she would be upset at how bad my accent just was. Uh, but, you know, you do something like that and you, you work around these really poverty stricken people. And like every – both the times I went there and we did a couple houses, um, the people who were building for who really like they don't have – really anything and they're coming out and like cooking us lunch or um helping us do the build or whatever like with the hugest smiles on their faces and then i'm back home in the states like oh my wi-fi isn't fast and it's like right you know you press pause and start to think about the positivity that you actually could focus on and it's like okay i can be a little more patient and not only that like i'm a turd like yeah like i'm complaining about these things that other people would die like like people in Mexico, like at least in this area for sure, like in Juarez where we were, um, they would die for their only problem to be slow Wi-Fi. You know, so um,
2: yeah, no, that's that's exactly it, and and I think that's you know that that's just kind of where you can start, and it's not something that you can always, it doesn't always work. You know, sitting down and taking a breath isn't isn't always isn't always the perfect thing for you. I remember like clear as day, I fished the very first Bass Nation tournament that I ever fished. By myself, I'm a solo boater for the first time. I don't draw a partner, so I'm literally by myself in this tournament, and it was well, one of the bigger ones that I've ever fished. Kind of starting off as a boater, and I run to my first spot, and I'm just like heart pumping, like I'm just absolutely yeah. geeked, and Man, I'm over yeah. the top. And the first thing I go to do is try to sling this jerk bait, and it's kind of early spring, and I just bang the jerk bait off oh. the water and get a gigantic <laughs> backlash. Yeah.
1: Went from like top of the mountain to the bottom.
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I probably spent three seconds trying to pick out the backlash before I just threw the rod in the bottom of the boat Yeah, and sat down. And I'm like, I gotta, I gotta calm down. I gotta, yeah. I gotta relax. I gotta, <laughs> you know, compose myself. Yeah. So I get that done. I pick up another rod, start fishing and I caught like one fish all day. It was absolutely terrible. So, okay. like I said, sometimes, sometimes it doesn't work. But, you know, but at it, least
1: your mindset was better, though. It, like I had to
2: press pause. It, yeah, well, it was there. I I calmed. I calmed my nerves. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I literally remember that that moment like it was yesterday. It's so funny. And that yeah. was probably six or seven years ago, at least. Yeah, it's wild. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Sometimes. Um, me and Lola will have conversations and she's, Lola is the least, uh, Lola's the least, um, naggy, um, ride your back type of wife ever. Like truly, like she is so chill and so awesome. And so when I say this, she says it like in a jokey way, truly, I'm not saying that to be like nice. Like she actually says it like in a jokey way, but she'll say something about like, Hey, on Thursday, we're going to my parents' house for dinner. Um, cause my, Lola is a hairstylist also. Um, I need to cut my dad's hair and we're going to go out there to eat and blah, 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 blah. And if you want to go early, like if it's the fall and we can like bow hunt their lamb beforehand or whatever. And then like Wednesday, I'll be, hey, what are we doing tomorrow? And she'll be like, don't you remember? I told you about whatever. I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. And she's like, you could remember the exact color code for the original floating Rapala that you caught a 13 inch large mouth on when you were 11 years old on what point on round Lake with the water temperature uh, and what time of day it was. And I'm yeah. like, and I'll start thinking about what she's saying. And I'm like, yeah, it was the original silver minnow or what, you know, like I know exactly, you know, and she's totally right. I'm like, dude, what the crap? And yet I can't remember yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I do that, but that's uh, so funny. yeah, it's funny how those memories just stick though, man. The outdoor it memories, is, they yeah. just, I mean, even like times where I've, I've had deer come in where I'm bow hunting and I don't get a shot at them, but like, I can remember the the camo I had on. I can remember which way the wind was coming. I can remember the feel of the air. Like, yeah. Outdoor memories. I don't know what it is. And it's not like going to her parents' house for dinner isn't important to me. Like that's dope. Her parents are awesome, but like, yeah, there's just something about those outdoor memories. They just, they're just Velcro. They're magnetic. Hundred percent. Yeah, dude. So, all right. Let me let me let me close this up with the quick thing I've learned this year, and it's gonna sound like a it's gonna sound like a Tony Robbins or like some I don't know what's that dude from Tybo back in the day, Billy Blanks. It's gonna sound like some no, fake Billy, Blank. Billy Blanks. <laughs> it's gonna sound like that cannot be his real name. There is no way that man's name is Billy Blanks. That's way too cool of a name. Uh, right. Uh. I've learned this year that I can really do a lot more than I thought I could. And what I mean by that is I've kind of historically been that dude that when something comes up or something like on a car breaks down or, excuse me, I get a new part for my boat or whatever, I've always sort of been the dude to have somebody do it for me and you know that nate like i've had you um i've had you help me when you did and by help me i mean i stood there while you did it like put lift kits on trucks or fix the brakes on a car or uh whatever like a few i mean this is a bunch of years ago now five six years ago now um my last boat i paid a place to put on i paid a place a marine place uh shout out tailwater marine in um muscatine iowa nigel the owner super honest friendly dude like the nicest cat if you're in the quad city area and you need boat work again we're not sponsored not nothing but i will endorse that dude because he is so kind and thorough and honest really really honest Um, i paid him to put the talons on the back of my boat and when i think about that now that's like borderline full-blown embarrassing because putting talons on a boat is so painfully easy. And I only know that because like I put my talons on this boat. And so what the great thing about that is, is I didn't know how to do it, but I just sort of figured it out. Um, I watched some videos. I think I even asked you, Nate, like, do I just drill holes in the jack plate? You know, that sounds a little sketchy, whatever. Um, but now the great thing is when you do stuff yourself, you know how to service it. Like, you know, how if you're on the water and something goes wrong, if you created, which I did, um, the, the power harnesses for your graphs on your boat like if you created custom wiring for them you know where the fuses are you know where they are in this spot to that spot you know which one goes to which unit uh you, like, like when you do it yourself it's crazy number one you save a ton of money a ton mm-hmm. of money, and please hear me out there. If you're somebody who doesn't do stuff yourself, start doing it yourself. I'm not a genius, and I'm not—I mean, I'm not bad, but I'm not the most mechanically inclined person ever. Like that dude Jeremy I was referencing earlier, he could—I mean, I feel like that could do could mud jack a house and you know install like an eight inch suspension lift on an F four fifty in the same day. Like he's just one of those dudes who just can do stuff. Right. I'm not that dude, and yet I figured out how to sort of functionally be that dude because it saves you a ton of money it gives you this awesome sense of like dude i did that uh and then it also helps for the future so if something goes wrong you know how to take it back apart or how to address it or whatever like i you know i changed the brakes on my wife's car the other day to some people that might seem like something you could never do and to some people that might be like well yeah that's easy but to me i'd never done it and now i did it um i I installed all the electronics on my boat um I put a new steering wheel on the boat when I bought it and I had no idea how to do that. Just you figure these things out just by doing them and I've learned this year more so than in years past. You can really do just about anything. Oh, here's a here's a funny example. Um I had to rebuild the electrical panel in my house. And I have no idea how to do that, but what I found was that um the breaker for the water heater kept on tripping and then I went to flick it back one day and it Like, not blew up, but it went... And a huge spark came out of it. It lit on fire. It melted everything. Um, and so I thought to myself, oh, I thought to myself, that's not how it's supposed to work.
2: I uh, should not do that. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: shouldn't do that. And so I cut off the main power, took it apart. Everything was fried to a crisp. Um, they didn't have the size panel I needed. So I took all the little bars, the grounding bar, um, all the wires out, all the breakers out, redid all of them, um, bought new ones, and then took the bars, like the grounding bars out, hit them. On on the, um, the bench grinder, like with the brushes to clean all the soot and everything off, um, brake cleaned them, dried them, reshaped some of them because the, even some of the metal melted on some of them because it got so hot, put it all back together and now it works perfectly. And again, That's I awesome. didn't know what I was doing, but I looked at it and thought, dude, I could pay an electrician probably nonsense money to come in and do this or I can just figure it out obviously with electricity you got to be smart so I cut off the main power uh and then went to work and it works great now and it was like I think 80 bucks for breakers uh and a new grounding bar total and I'm pretty sure if I had an electrician come and rebuild my entire electrical panel it would have been more than that um So, yeah, that's something I've learned, and I think to anybody listening to this, positivity is worth the effort. Like, if you have in your head, dude, I can do this, then I honestly think you can actually do it. Like, regardless of what the thing is, whether it's building something, fixing something, redoing something, um, it's crazy how much you can actually accomplish if you just freaking believe in your head that you can do it.
2: Yeah, no, that's that's an awesome, kind of an awesome way to... To tail end this uh, this here podcast is is with that you know because it's it's so true you know just putting in that effort and and being positive and knowing that you can you you can do it and and you can knock it out and if you don't hey you know you can, you probably know somebody you can call and they'll they'll you know, walk you through it or help you out or you know give you some guidance like but just like you said knowing knowing what you did to fix something to then maybe fix it again. If something were to go right. wrong or, you, you know, how, how everything worked out, that's, that's awesome. And that's, that those are the exact reasons why I've been, you know, really, uh, adamant on kind of doing all my own maintenance, my, my electronic installs, you know, we've, we've talked about this, uh, many, many times. So it's a hundred percent true.
1: Yeah, I also think it helps when, because this is, this is real life. Like this isn't the matrix. Like we don't have just like this perfect setup deal or whatever. Um, things are going to pop up. Things are going to break down. It's not negativity. That's just real life. It's going to happen. And when you can look yeah. back and be like, dude, I, I rebuilt an electrical panel. Certainly, you know, putting a tire plug in um, this tire on the side of the road is not that big of a deal or what I'm just making up something, but you know, like it allows you to sort of look with even, even more confidence and more optimism when you can look back and remember the things that you've already beaten, the things you've already gotten yeah. past, you know? And that's, that's like, that's like for life too, not even just physical things, but even tough times in life when life has been hard and you got through it, it's like, well, man, I got through that. I can get through this. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Brandon Polinick, I keep bringing him up cause he was just such a cool podcast and a cool guest. Um, but you know, he, he lived in a, in a trailer, uh, like a, like a trailer trailer, like a, like a Airstream with his mom, like on the back of a car type trailer. Um, and now he's most certainly not living in an Airstream trailer. Like he's top three anglers on planet earth. It's crazy what you can get through. If you just try and stay positive and get through it. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. I completely agree. Yeah. So, um, anyway, we'll, we'll wrap it up there, man. Again, we love you, Lola. We're sorry. You're not feeling good. We hope by the time this podcast drops that you are feeling better um, I know people like to hear your voice. Um, we've gotten a bunch of comments, and not even that many—not even that many squirrely ones where dudes are acting icky, pervy dudeness. Only a couple that we've had to delete. So that's nice. That's that's encouraging Heck and surprising. Yeah, um, not. but a lot of comments like, "Dude, Lola's voice is so chill, and her laugh is funny, and she adds a lot to the show." And so, um, you know, this just me and Nate instead of all three of us. But um, Nate, hit us with the uh, hit us with the tagline, and then everybody will see you on the next one.
2: Yeah, well, I think before the tagline, we're gonna we're gonna shout out Lola one more time. Tell her happy early birthday. Yeah, happy Uh,
1: early birthday, Lola. Happy early birthday.
2: Yeah, but always remember, positivity is worth effort. Uh, So put effort, stay positive.
1: Yeah. You're going kind of in and out there, Nate. So, yeah, positivity is worth the effort, even when uh, the audio is kind of sketch. We love everybody who listens. Remember the little contest we sort of made up on the spot. Go give us a review on Apple Podcasts with a written review. At the end of July, we'll pick somebody and give you a free shirt, free hat. Positivity is worth the effort. We love y'all. Peace.